thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the Guard Frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 249 of the best damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, February 22nd, and made available for download on Tuesday, February 26, 2019, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ken Shadow. And Henry makes me feel like I'm living in a space age dream. Right, Tony? That's right, Brian. Remember, folks, Guarded Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also drop a pod and reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not dropping any pods on Friday nights, you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn Space Sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the big Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our patrons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them, because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at Priority One podcast.com Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons learn all about the latest publications tools, tips, tricks and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern head over to heroesridepodcast.com to discover their secrets and the housekeeping is done so let's get to dropping some pods what do we have in store this week Tony? In this week's flight deck we bring you all the headlines from simulated space including the latest news from Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with two-thirds more drama, excitement, and pods. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to drop some pods and head out to the flight deck. 3175, Port Bay, hands on approach, trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Elite Dangerous broke the background simulation and assassination missions and a bunch of other stuff. They're working on it. Also, new forms are coming, even though the old ones are not broken. And a new space station came online at the center of the galaxy, and it's still under warranty. Star Citizen will release Alpha 3.5 to Ivacati soon, TM. Alright, so uh, Elite Dangerous broke things. Well, let me, let me back this up. Apparently, it's been broken, uh, but uh, they, they just now admitted to it uh, in a recent forum post this week by uh, Adam uh, Borwait. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name right, uh, but one of the Adams who does uh, who did the uh, streams last year, uh, he got on the forums and said, "Hi, everyone." I just wanted to poke my head in and say that we do recognize that BGS has a number of issues we are looking to address. 
We're currently in the process of investigating fixies for fixes for some of these issues, and work is ongoing to return to a state of stability. Did did they say how long ago um, Frontier dropped the pod? I, I think they the pod dropped probably when three point three went live, and it's just taken this long and this many reports and this much dissatisfaction uh, before they finally went, oh, yeah, it's kind of broken, isn't it? Because uh, it seems like this is the sort of thing that, that only gets played out over time, right? It's like a recursive error. At the beginning, it's like really small, but then it happens a bunch of times. You're like, well, that's that's odd. Because one thing, it, it seems to be working fine for, uh, from my point of view, it seemed to be working okay, but we're one tiny faction in one little system. There are some factions which have multiple systems and lots of stations and lots of stuff. I did get a little suspicious because we've been in like three civil wars and like the factions keep trading. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of activity for our little corner of the universe, which is a pretty sleepy place. Uh, and one of the things they were investigating is, uh, I will quote, ways we can decrease the number of active conflicts and the impact that those conflicts have on the background simulation. So that was one thing that I, I did raise my eyebrow a little bit about, but apparently that's a that's a thing uh, out there. So it's also uh, it's the, the mission, the way that missions interact with the BGS has been found to be a little bit faulty. Uh, sometimes if you do a mission, it has the exact opposite effect that it should. Like you complete an assassination mission for a, a, uh, a faction and your reputation for, with them goes down. Um, we did notice we, uh, on our show, we did notice that our faction where some things are illegal, your faction would ask you to go find some for you and bring them in like slaves and stuff. So I, uh, it seems like this is just a there's like a number of small issues that s- singly, individually don't amount to much or just tiny bugs. But as time has gone on, and the simulation is allowed to progress. Errors compound. Uh, so it seems like they've 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 found some of those things. Um, so for anybody who's seen these things, uh, they are still they're actively looking for reports. Uh, they want to uh, find some things that help them investigate maybe what the root causes are. So if you will go on their uh, their forums and report the system, the factions involved, the dates of the conflict, um, which which I'm assuming to mean the background simulation conflict states elections, wars, and civil wars, um, actions performed, including the names of the commanders performing them, the expected results, and the actual results. So uh, if, you're, if you're noticing these things on the background simulation, please report those things. Are there any reports of uh, other people taking advantage of issues in the background simulation? I did not see any, but I, I can imagine that's probably the case. Although it would seem to me that if it's going badly, um, if it's behaving uh, unstably, it would be more along the lines of undermining somebody else's faction rather than exploiting your own. Because the way it's intended to work is you do something that benefits your faction, your reputation with that faction goes up, and that faction's influence in the system goes up, you know, making it, you know, your, your faction more powerful in the system, uh, and theoretically moving you into the, those, those more productive states where you get higher b- uh, payouts, more frequent and uh, uh, more lucrative missions, and then you also have the possibility of expanding your faction to another system, which, come to think of it, that's another thing that we that's it's like an absence, right? We we our faction has been happy and like in an investment area for probably a month now or close to a month now. And 
I think, and, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but that should have probably by now triggered an expansion state to go for us to go to another system nearby. So I think that's another that's another, probably another thing that's that's uh, should be happening because we've won at least one civil war. We're ha- we're under a pirate attack right now, which is which is neat. Uh, but the, I think you know we our faction's been uh, at the elated or happy thing for a long time and we've been in the investment zone for a while now too so that should trigger us into an expansion uh, but it hasn't yet so but they're working on it and they're fixing it they also dropped the 3.3.05 patch uh, because there were a bunch of missions that were failing this happened to me three or four times this week I would I took an assassination mission and as soon as I got to the the zone or the mission the mission specific zone the game would just crash all the way to desktop uh, so that happened four times in one session, and I gave up. And then the next day they had a patch for it. So, yay, but it was broken. But it's fixed. So that's good. Henry, you're on the Distant Worlds thing, but you saw something interesting. Oh, I just saw that the new station uh, has started, but I haven't got a lot of details on that. I, I Like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of chance to play this week. Well, I, I, I've been talking for nearly five minutes straight. So yeah, sorry about that. I really dropped the pot on that one. I didn't mean to. That's just, okay. Uh, it's all right. You know, everyone, that'll happen every once in a while. Yeah. But uh, but we've got, they do have a new station out there near the center of the galaxy as part of the Distant Worlds uh, exploration. Oh, oh, and we're getting, there's more press. I didn't even put this in the in the, uh, in the, in the uh, intro, but uh, there's been, uh, the, the fuel rats are now doing their longest range rescue ever. Uh, they've, they've got somebody that flew out. Uh, everyone's trying to beat the record for farthest distance from uh, the soul system. And somebody got out there and, again, can't get back. Is this the guy that was stranded for rest. months? Yeah. Yeah, I heard mm-hmm. about him. Stranded for months. That's crazy. How do you go exploring like that without a fuel skew? Well, you uh, go to the farthest star that you can jump to. And then you just point your ship away from the star. And you just open your throttle up. And there you go. And that's and that's how you roll. It doesn't that doesn't sound very smart. Well, now if you if you do the math, if the, so the, what you do is you, the way it works is, is you're you you scoop at that star, the nearest star to it, right? So you got this full tank, and you point your ship away from it, and you just go, and you go on super cruise. You don't jump, you just super cruise away, right? And that'll limit you to two thousand C, so you can go two thousand times the speed of light, and you just fly away. Now your fuel will deplete slowly over time mm-hmm. at a certain rate per minute or hour or whatever it is and if you calculate it properly your max jump range you just fly that many light years away until you reach that maximum amount that you can fly away and then you just jump back to that star so you know the you you just you engage you so you super cruise away from the star calculate how much fuel you need to do your max jump range and then when you hit that spot, you just instantaneously jump back to the fuel star and you just fill your fuel tank back up. What's the point? Are there to get pl- the record. Oh. To get, to get the record. And that's yeah, why this, he did that? Yeah, yeah. So that he's trying to get as farther away from possible from, uh, from Saul as possible. And he just, he said he miscalculated. So he just flew a, just a little bit too far. Uh, but once you fly a little bit too far, you try to jump back and your computer says insufficient fuel out of range and you're there in the middle of the deep inky black no fuel no stars no asteroids no nothing that's got to be a bad and feeling the fuel rats can't even yeah. jump to him they have to like fly to him yeah they have to fly to him 
<laughs> so they like they like they, they and they and they tank off of each other, right? So you get you get a, you get the you get the the rescue ship and the tanker, and the tanker flies out there to the guy, and then the fu- the tanker is full of fuel, right? So he's got to carry enough fuel for him in his fuel tank, plus enough fuel for the other guy. That's crazy. And so they you know, the the tanker the tanker flies out with the with the guy, gives him enough gas to rescue the other fella. And then that guy's got to fly out to, to and they and they have to balance the weight because you know once your weight goes down you've got a longer jump range, all kinds of crazy stuff. So they, do, they took it took them, I, I can't remember what it said, but it took them like several days to just do the math, just to figure out okay who needs to carry what, what's what's the what's the range we need to have, and all this other kind of stuff. So here's the thing, in my opinion, with this particular rescue, I get an explorer goes out and he has data and he's gone. And he doesn't want to reload because he's going to lose things. This guy hasn't done any scanning, hasn't done anything. He's just flown away from the star. Why not just be like, well, that didn't work. I'm going to I'm gonna respawn at the closest station that I docked at because I'll lose nothing. You know what I mean? I guess it's Except, cool that they came and got him. I feel like that's a situation that is a lot of work for them. You know what I mean? But it's the record, man. It, how does record. he get the record when he didn't make that trip? You know, he's well, he, he didn't he did. Do, he made the trip. He just went too far. You know, would he would you call it him making the trip if he had a series of tankers bringing him more, more fuel, and he just kept going on fuel other people were bringing him? I don't think that's the same yeah. thing. I think the record think is, is about kidding a ship out and then making it as far as you can. Yeah, I mean, the, the excellent debate. I don't I don't know what the right answer is to that, but it, I do think I'm not the what from what I remember. I don't I don't remember exactly, but I'm not even sure he actually got the record. He was chasing the record. Uh, and so I don't know if he actually got there when he figured out that, oh, nuts, I don't have enough gas to get back. He didn't have enough gas to get back, so how, unless somebody has a better ship, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but that's always possible, you know? You yeah. can yeah, you yeah, can yeah. add tanks with different, uh, you know, with extra fuel and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's someone, it's, it's, it's part of its engineering roles, but those are capped now. Part of it is uh, your gear that you, the other gear that you equip. The weight of the ship, the weight of the other modules, what you're willing to do without. So you know, it's it's uh, you know, there's it's, there's the whole math behind it. But I thought it was interesting. It, it more it's uh, more press for the uh, elite dangerous uh, uh, pilots out there. So more interesting stories being told. The other thing that they're doing is they're replacing the forums. Uh, one thing that I found interesting, aside from you know, we're changing the fonts and the themes, yay. Uh, but there are they are doing away with the bug reporting forum, and instead going to a bug reporting and support system, which is a bug tracking website that's uh, going to make everything more manageable and easier and all kinds of great stuff, including a feature where the community will be able to vote on your issue to consider it confirmed. So you make a bug report, and maybe you're just an idiot, and you don't know how to computer. And uh, but then someone else comes along and says, "No, I saw this too." And then the more people that saw it, obviously, it, it sounds like Star Citizen's bug system. It kind of does. So, um, but th- that's going to be coming in the end of March, apparently. So, if you liked your old forums, too bad you can't have them anymore. You have to have new forums, and just live with it. It'll be fine. Uh, a little bit of Star Citizen news: three point five is coming soon. TM. So I just looked up the top three things, in my opinion, that are coming in 3.5, if everybody's not aware. At least in my opinion, the top top three things would be female characters, Arc Corp, which is the 
the Corsican to the, the Star Citizen universe, and the new flight model. The new flight model is a big deal because it changes the way a lot of the the, the ships work and stuff like that. Going to be better. Uh, I think people. Some. I mean, I think in general everybody's positive about it. it there are some detractors in, in some of the the changes that were made. Uh, they are taking a lot of feedback though because. Originally, they took away things like space break and stuff, and it made a lot of people mad. But I think right now, um, <clears throat> because they're taking so much feedback, and uh, they, this was playable at CitizenCon, and so they got a lot of feedback from people actually playing early versions of it, uh, that most people are optimistic that everything that, that needed to be fixed hasn't been included. But we won't really know until we start seeing people actually play the new, new version of it. Is it closer to the was when it first came out? Um there's a lot of things they're trying to change with this. One of the things that, that, that changes is atmospheric stuff. Like all the winged craft, uh, if it has wings, yeah. you get lift from wings, things like that. So a lot of a lot of ships are going to play a lot differently in atmosphere. They've had a little of this before, but I think the flight model solidifies this a little more. Uh, another thing is that it's supposed to be, it's supposed to feel better and not be not as frantic because they keep vacillating between these like, run and run strategies and slow and and chasey strategies and so the 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 general idea of the flight model is it's supposed to feel more enclosed not just chase the guy on the uh, you know with the tail or not just run at hyperspeed and blast them and run off um there's a lot more varied combat now depending on the ships and um I, I, that's the, I think that's the general idea. Now, you look at it, and again, all ships are a little bit different, and they've, they've tweaked a lot of stats, so we're going to have to see what people think and actually what happens when people fight in them. I just miss the olden times of when Arena Commander first came out. I actually really liked that flight model. So, uh, Yeah, the original one was very, uh, was, was, if I remember correctly, it was a little more FPS-y, right? Um Meaning that, like, it was very, very hot on the. It was a little bit slower, and it was a little more hot on the degrees of freedom. It's before they, they jacked up the speeds, and I think that these speeds are supposed to be more in line. It's supposed to feel more like World War II plane combat, not, you know, modern right. day jet fighter combat. Kind of the original design. Yeah, well, it's cool. the original Wing Commander design. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's yeah. that's the general idea, and I think. Well, you know, it is the what thirty second century. It is, uh, uh, you know, jets in space. You know, this isn't World War Two in nineteen forty four. You know. Yeah, but the yeah. gameplay is better that way. Well, okay, so you you have to have a you have to have a level of suspension of disbelief here no. because there's no way there's no reason for combat to even exist like this in in this time frame. Yeah, well all. said, exactly. Like uh, no, no there's only one reason. There's only one reason. For Union play. rules. Oh well. <laughs> Union rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, really, you think about it, and like, what, what would combat look like in 2942? Um, it, it's going to look like drones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the ships are going to be drones. There's no humans in space at all. It'll be it'll be AI that fire from like a light year away. <laughs> you know, that's not you don't you don't ever see anybody that that, that that's what combat would look like in that time frame. Well, it, it's certainly not going to be combat of prop uh prop planes uh you know, uh dogfighting. I mean, for for all the beginning where he when he says I'm going to make this the most realistic uh, universe as possible, and then to fall back on 
oh, it's gameplay. It just it just is a sore subject. Well, okay, let's let's think about that. But your statement is, I don't think Ro- Chris Roberts ever said that the universe is supposed to be realistic. What well, what's the word that he actually uses? Okay, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know what the word immersive. Act- he Im- wants he wants an immersive. Oh, universe, I was going right? to guess fidelity. Yeah, fidelity Damn. too, right? But those Damn go it. to head together. Doesn't actually have to reflect reality, right? So I, and and mm. but but I understand your point, Jeff. It is kind of if you think about it too hard, it does bring you out of it a little bit. But the real reason here is for for two things, or for I guess three things really. Number one, the you know just general general fun. People like to be able to do things at a speed in which it's more inclusive of all the player base. You know, like some of the some of the fast fighter jet stuff is fun, and a lot some people were really good at it, but. Um, the skill level was pushed a little high just to get just to get the entry level stuff going. Um, the other stuff, the other the other reason here is that um, slower combat gives you more room for strategy and more room for ship differences. Meaning that um, you know uh, three degrees of, of of maneuvering and stuff like that give you a uh, uh, there's more room for the ships to differentiate themselves in with how they move. And that's also part of the flight model too. You know, like like some of the ships are the the, the thruster mechanics are supposed to be a little more tuned now, um, so that you will actually see differences in like yaw speed and stuff like that between ships. First, a lot of the ships kind of turn a little fast right now, just in general, and they all kind of even though there's lots of lots of lots of differences in terms of acceleration and in terms of of, of raw speed. You know the the flight flight. You know some of them feel a little swimmy, but it's it's not that big of a deal, right? I think that that the the new flight model will make the ships feel more different. And the last reason to make them more um, have more close in combat, like like a World War II combat, is that you get to see more of the ships, right? So you're on them and you see them, and you see the art assets and stuff like that. You see the special effects. You see when your weapons hit rather than just the flash of the shield, uh, and and these. That's again. These are their stated reasons, anyway. Um, it's just a just overall uh, more visibility and more fun, in our opinion. Now, whether that's all true, and again, Jeff, I I, I reserve I reserve judgment based on actually playing this. Um, is, is to be seen. Yeah, I, I'm I'm waiting. I can't wait to get a, my hands on it. So, uh, and, and slowing down combat is going to be good for just practical reasons like network stuff. Uh, you know, uh, if, if, if your uh, other characters and the other other people on the screen can translate around the little universe too quickly, the predictive stuff will get messed up. You know, it'll be rubber banding and lag. So just slowing down combat in general is going to be smarter for all concerned. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. If my Gladius banks like an F4... I am going to demand that all they reskin everything. Thank you. Uh, Turn uh, that off. Reskin everything to Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. <laughs> well, oh, okay. So, so Jeff, your in the, Gladius is a good example of all this because the Gladius actually has wings, right? Yeah. So when you're in, when you're in atmosphere, depending on the orientation of your Gladius, depending on the speed and the way that you're turning, it will actually feel different because if you're in the right orientation. And you're, you know, you're pushing with your, um, with your ship face in the right direction. You actually have upward lift because of the wings, and your downward thrusters actually have to use, use less force, which gives you more force for your other thrusters and stuff. It gives you more maneuverability in atmosphere, um, so long as you fly it like a plane, 
Yeah, I, I'm used to. I fly a lot of flight sim, so I, I'm used to it. But other 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 ships don't have that, right? In the new flight model, so like an Aurora flies like a flying brick, right? Where you have to try really hard in atmosphere to turn and and a point and stuff like that. Whereas Gladys doesn't have necessarily that issue. So so there you will be playing flight sims, Jeff, in the atmosphere, with with the Gladius. Well, looks like I dropped the pod there. All right, uh, I guess if we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Spencer McDonough on Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. For Galactic Public Radio on NC, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Federal officials have sparked widespread panic over the threat of a rogue nuclear weapon. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. The Federal Intelligence Agency has issued a public warning regarding an unregistered, and now missing, nuclear weapon. Codenamed the Lucifer device, the missing bomb has a reported yield of 300 megatons. Senior Agent Rochelle Karim told the media, quote, One operational prototype was produced, but we have failed to locate it. This investigation is a top priority, and we are exploring all available leads. End quote. According to the briefing materials provided to GPR, federal officials are concentrating their investigation on Zlota Federal Holdings, a minor faction controlling the Zlota system less than 90 light-years from Anseeth. Financial records indicate clandestine transfers of public funds were used to operate an unlicensed research facility. Agent Kareem has speculated that the primary motivation for the construction and apparent theft of the device was greed. However, Zlota Federal Holdings was recently accused of being the respectable public face of a cult known as the Children of Tothos. They used their banking connections to pay for vast quantities of psychotropic drugs. Barnabas Cole, the cult leader, sent an actual paper and ink letter to the editor of the Federal Times stating, in part, quote, You will feel the light of our testament fill you just as it fills the heavens, end quote with Agent Kareem calling the bomb the Lucifer device, worrying connections are being made by anonymous law enforcement sources. For Galactic Public Radio, from the Zlota system, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Prax Incorporated, a pilot Federation weapons contractor, has been accused of negligent operations by reporter Adley King of the Federal Times. Ms. King has promised a multi-part expose detailing regulatory failures by Prax in testing and marketing of its popular threat recognition software. While details are scarce, pending official publication, industry observers speculate that the performance gains realized by the new system are the result of incorporating illegal artificial intelligence subroutines. CEO Lucina Prax has gone on a PR offensive in response to the accusations, stating, quote, I am aware of the claims being made, but have yet to see a single shred of evidence to support them. We act in full compliance with the most stringent industry regulations, end quote. Prax's stock price has been rising to new heights in anticipation of another innovative product release. 
but in the wake of the story, shares have fallen over 15%. Finally, in local news, a wave of piracy has local officials scrambling to respond. GFR Associate Director Richard Clemens stated, quote, The recent civil disorder, combined with lucrative repair and upgrade contracts, made a tempting target for local scallywags. Rest assured, our local forces are up to the challenge posed by those cowardly thieves. End quote. As of this broadcast, private pilots have turned in several million credits worth of bounties, and system security personnel have a record number of arrests. Until the next turn of the world, for Galactic Public Radio, I am Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Yeah, you know, you're just like, no, this was, this was a bad idea. I shouldn't do this anymore. I can see why that guy got fired. This is just, uh, it's just not worth it. It's just not a thing. So uh, you uh, managed to uh, offload it quietly uh, for fifty-six thousand credits. Cool. All right. I'd have given you 57. I wore it to the next card frequency staff meeting. <laughs> I mean, so he, he parted ways with it before he got back to the table. <laughs> you, made, you, you made a lot of money at that exploration, huh? <laughs> I got 57,000. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I spent a year's salary to look that good. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's he, going to put his flight suit on over it. He just wants to—he just wants to feel it snugly against him. That's he all. needs a flight suit now. He needs a flight suit now. You should have put it on your dog. My dog's still in jars, man. It's been the like dog, three years. I figured you trouble with the dog. dogs, but I have plans. I, have I figured plans. you would repair your dog in the off time. Forgot about. I was exploring. Yeah, and 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 the and the and the and the, and the GM has has plans for the dog. Mm. The GM has plans for the dog. So, but you all have a, a, a successful and for some of you quite lucrative uh, a year uh, working for co- working contract work for guard frequency response. Keep in touch with the uh, executive staff there. Everything goes swimmingly. And out of the blue, one day um, you get a, a, a signal, uh, a message from Vallis that says, uh, interesting opportunity for interested parties. Please meet me at Denver Station and Seath System. Signed, Executive Director Vallis. I presume you all answer the call. Mm. Yes. My character would pretty much do anything for Valis anyway. So all right. I'm so there. so real, real quick before we get into it, uh, mm-hmm. I just looked up the military fatigues, and I'm going to go ahead and, and get me some of those. But they it, okay. In the we'll, in we'll the, have a we'll have a clev session. We'll have it. We'll have a we'll have a clev meeting, and that's we'll we'll get all that. Okay. You'll, you'll, right. well, you'll have an opportunity. You'll have an opportunity here. We'll do. We'll we'll visit the armory, and if you play your cards right, you might get a grenade. Mm. No promises. But you might get a grenade. Okay. I'm um, to it. All right. So uh, you answer the call. You head to uh, Denver Station at Anseath, and you know it's not Fabian City. It's uh, that's new and interesting, but that's where you go. And you, sure enough, you find her there. Uh, you dock at the station and head through customs. I want everyone to roll a one d ten. 
No one has to. No one has to roll. Oh my god! Two natural tens. Yep. Okay, this is going to go the other way then. This is going to go the other way. Um, I was going to have the natural ten person do this little next bit, but I think it's more appropriate that the loser have to do this next bit. That would be Ken Shadow with a seven. Two natural tens. Who would have thought a seven seven would be the loser? That would be (laughs) you. All right. So you uh, head through customs at, at uh, Denver Station, dock at your pad, walk up there, got your ID and all in order and all that kind of stuff. And you come across a familiar face and a familiar voice uh, talking to a pilot. I'm sorry, sir. This ex- this, these are expired. This form is incorrect and you are just going to have to wait. Across from this familiar face and this familiar voice is what seems to be a pretty average pilot who looks a lot like our new player, Akrosi. Do I, do I speak now? You're gonna have, yeah, you're going to have to remind yeah. me. Is, is this guy's name Dan, too? Or I can't remember his name. You don't know. It, it could be Dan or Sean. Oh, okay. But he's behind the customs wall. So who, who knows at this point? Okay. But uh, this uh, so Akrosi, you, the customs guy, is not letting you on board the station. And you have a meeting to get to with Vallis. This is, uh, uh, this I, is where Crosi can uh, respond to Sean, uh, or uh, if you want to just interject, Ken Shadow, you can do that too. Am I standing behind him in line? You're kind of a, you're approaching the counter. You can't see who's on the other side of the counter in the office, you know, but you hear the voice and you see this sort of exasperated pilot across the way. But I, I see a Crosi. You see a Crosi. Okay. Well, you don't know he's a Crosi yet. Yeah, but, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll speak up and I'll say, Sean, is that you? You giving him a hard time? Necrosi, do you have any response to I this? I just kind of turn and look at uh, whoever was speaking. Okay, and you see Ken Shadow. Ken Shadow, why do you describe yourself for Necrosi? Uh I am a, uh, I'm about six foot tall. I've got um, short-ish, you know, not not too uh, not too uh, maintenancey hair. Um, I probably not have wearing a liquid dress. Not wearing a liquid dress. <laughs> I probably I don't think I have a, a beard or anything like that, but I probably have stubble because I don't care all that much. And I'm probably wearing um darkish civilian clothes. Nothing nothing too garish. You say dorkish? Darkish. God damn oh, it. I was like, what are you wearing? Like uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wearing glasses with some tape on the middle. <laughs> I'm wearing dorkish clothes. No, just, my, my I thought shirt, that was weird. That makes more sense. My t-shirt says Naruto. <laughs> it says, I went all the way down to Seath and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> all right. So Ken Shadow interjects himself. Akrosi turns and looks. That's what he sees. Uh, what does Ken Shadow see when he sees you, Akrosi? Uh, you see a uh, six foot two gentleman. Um, he's very muscular build, um, but not uh, bodybuilder build. Um, can definitely hold his own. Um, hair is short, not buzz cut, but a little bit longer than a buzz cut. Not quite as groomed as a typical civilian might be. Um, he's wearing um, what looked to be a cross between. Um, kind of frontier-type clothing uh, and military fatigues uh, have leaning more on the military kind of styling. All right. Okay. And uh, doesn't, doesn't next question. doesn't smell like whiskey, right? No. Okay. No. I don't want to confuse like you with Red Barnes then. That's right. All right. So uh, and have, either of you, have either of you chosen to carry weapons onto the station? Uh, I got frisked last time, right? Right. The last time, last time you were strictly instructed by Valis not to bring anything. This time, there's no instruction one way or the other. 
I have. Okay. Because I are you, are you like yeah. are you like full on strapped up or are you just are you carrying um, like personal weapons? So I've got uh, on my right thigh. Um, I have a, a heavy hand cannon uh, type pistol. Um, it's look a little bit larger than than a standard auto pistol. Um, and then strapped on my chest in kind of a short uh, tactical style holster. Um, there's a submachine gun. Okay. Um, and one of my arms is kind of resting on the submachine gun like it's an armrest. Okay. I, if, if there's no prohibition against it, I would have carried my weapons on, but they would be in a bag. Like a, okay, in a bag. And so yeah, like like, like a, some sort all of... All your stuff? Say what? Like all your stuff? Yeah, like all okay. my stuff. You know, I'm okay. sure there's some sort of provision for me to easily slip my hand in if need be, but I don't think I'm okay. in that much danger. So everything's... I don't want to be okay. that dude. So, so it's all packed up. So Crossy clearly armed... And uh, Ken Shadow, he's he's got it stowed in his carry all. Okay, so uh, so of course you turn to Ken Shadow and do you make a response to him or how do you? Uh, no, okay. I just look curious at the you know how this person might know the person that's giving me trouble and uh, perhaps I can use that to help me get through customs. Okay, all right. I just so, give uh, you a nod and I go. Sean gives everybody a hard time. And so as you approach the window, uh, he sort of, uh, the familiar face along with the familiar voice sort of leans out and goes, oh, it's, I, oh, are you here to see Valeth? You're one of those guys. Of course, dude. You're one of those guys. Well, sir, mister, and he sort of like motions you forward because he doesn't really remember your name, but he wants your, 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 he wants you to scan your palm print or whatever on the, uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. Mr. Mr. Roland Martin, yes, of course, yes, sir. Yes, yes, of course, sir. Yes, I, yes, I do remember you. Yes, this, so we're a long way from Fabian City, aren't we, sir? You know, we've been here and back again, man. It's a, uh, it's a wild life. It certainly is. I mean, let me tell you, I, if I if I had an afternoon to let you know about all the things that I've done and seen, I've seen customs offices from uh, Fabian City to uh, uh, like the the, the, uh, the Imperial Capital. I took a spin around Mars for a while. I have been to like the best customs offices anywhere. Man, I gotta things. I gotta buy you a drink later. How about that? I get you. It'll a be nice, great. Uh, we'll catch up on old times and everything. It'll be super. Okay, latte or whatever that slurpy thing is you like. Yes, uh, they have that here too. It's amazing. It's really great. I guess it's a chain. Yeah. Uh, it's not handcrafted or anything, but you know, sometimes it's just having that consistency uh, is nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Eh, it's true. I prefer artisanal. Yeah, it it's better, but sometimes it, you just got to go with what you know. That's mm. true. So let me let me let me buzz you in to go see Valis, and he just like hits like he tapity taps some sort of like override because usually there's like airlocks and things that have to go happen, and just everything just opens up for you, yeah. and you just. And I, I give um, a Croce's guy, I give him a finger gun, I go, see you around, bud. <laughs> I, uh, as um, as uh, the customs officer hits the override to open the uh, the door, I kind of look over um, at the door and then look back to the customs officer and say, well, if all I needed to do to get through here was name drop Valis, so I'm with him. Oh. And then I kind of pick up my yes. bag and yeah, start and walking And then he way. reaches through, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, sir. You, sir, sir. Uh, no, 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 no. You just can't do that. You just, no. I mean, you heard him say Valis now. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to Valis too, right? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Was I born yesterday? Yeah, yeah of course. Why would I lie to you? Was I born yesterday, sir? So, so, show, I need a little proof or something here, sir. Show, come on, seriously. You did get the message. Okay. Um, I'll pull out the the message whether um, like on my comm panel i won't hand it over to him um but i'll hold up my 
uh, hand comm so that he should be able to see the message. Okay, now that's a theory of coincidence. Uh, flash that over here, and he sort of holds up a hand terminal to you that you can kind of beam it over to him. Yep. Just and I comply. Yeah. I'll just I'll just be right back. You wait there, buddy. Okay. You just wait there. And he looks over at Ken Shadow. Ken Shadow, have you just walked out, or are you sort of watching to see how this ends? I just walked. I don't care. You don't care. All right. So he's gone. <laughs> so the doors are closed. He goes back to the back. He tippity taps in his terminal. And you hear things and like. So he comes back and goes, "Okay, I've authenticated this. Okay, but I've got my eye on you, Mister." I've got my eye on you. Okay. And I kind of nod and pick up my bag and so doors open. On. I'm assuming the door's still open. No, no, he, he, he closed him again, but now he's, he's hit the oh, same okay. override for you, and now you can go walk through. Uh, okay. So the address that uh, uh, you can uh, roll a perception check for me, Akrosi. Your very first perception. Sure. Your very first roll. I'm so excited. Where's my perception? It's uh, down there with uh, espionage. You know about the buttons, right? Oh, he's down with the buttons. Eight. So you you know what you're looking for. You saw Ken Shadow. You observed him earlier. You can you can pick him out, and he's walking uh, sort of uh, to the, the nearest uh, pod. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'd, if if he's not already gone, then I'd like to f- just kind of follow um, follow the gentleman that just said that they were going the same place. So do you want to try to catch up to him, or are you going to just nope. be a little nope. – just follow back? Okay. Just at a distance. So yeah. he's, headed for, he's headed for a pod that's going to take him – or uh, orientationally down from where you're at, but it's really towards the rim of the station, uh, down to more like the business districts and stuff away from the hustle and the bustle. Um, so he's at this travel pod, and it's like a it's like a subway. It's you know it's waiting for some people, and it runs regularly. Um, the doors appear to be closing. Do you want to try to catch this uh, one, or you want to try to get on the next train? Yeah, I'll catch this one. If it's just like a like your normal metro, then I'll Roll. try to catch this one, but not through the same do door. I, do I see? Well, him? There's only one. It's only one big door. It's this one door. Yeah. Do I do oh, okay. I see him at this point? Um, what we're going to do first is he's going to roll an athletics check. Is Akrosi's going to roll an athletics check? Um, athletics uh-huh. being it's on it's under espionage. Where? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, you you time it. You jog. You start jogging toward him. Uh, with, with a successful athletics check, he he's he's making it to the door. And uh, you if if uh, if um, Roland is paying any sort of attention, you'll see him sort of jog in. All right. Well, I go. So you're both on the same pod. I, I Awkward silence nod. between the hey. two of you. No, yeah. a, a nod from Roland. Uh, I'll just kind of avert my eyes, like pretend that uh, he didn't very obviously see me walk in. <laughs> Playing it cool. <laughs> Playing it cool. Yep, that's right. Yep. You know, you know, you're going to the same class together, but you know, you're not going to sit next to him. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, that's right. right. That's well, right. I don't know this guy yet. I don't know why he's going to see. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. So you're both headed down the travel pod. You you uh, uh, are, are on your way. So we'll pick up here with the, uh, Adira and uh, Romulan Ale, who both rolled natural tens uh, and both managed to locate uh, the new offices of, of Vallis uh, installed in the, a pretty ritzy part of the station. Uh, it's very, this is nice. Uh, for an industrial station. For the, well, I mean, it's, it's an industrial station, but I mean, there's money and gold and palladium mm. and silver. So, I mean. Good point. It's nice. This is nice. Uh, so, but you walk up, there's a receptionist. Uh, very professional, very well put together. She says, may I help you, uh, Ale? Uh, may I help you, sir? Yeah, I was in uh, the area. I got a call. Vallis needed to see us. Had some uh, work for us, maybe? Your name? Ale. Through those doors, sir. She hits a button. Away you go. Yep, I'm going to head right in. All right. As you, uh, uh, helpfully, uh, there's sort of like light up panels with your name on it on the wall and just sort of like guides you to the office. 
And once you get there, uh, you can open the door, and inside is uh, Adira and Phallus. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say attraction is his game, and his tractor beam systems, Argo. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. A recap of last week's community question. Theory crafting time. Tell us the unusual way tractor beams will be used in the game. Towing and cargo loading don't count. Craft writes in, and I'm going to identify this dude as Lennon, just because. Uh-huh. <laughs> you outed Lennon him. Lennon says, You've awesome him. show, guys. Ben's finally debuted on the show after being behind the scenes for near 250 episodes. About damn time. Looking forward to hearing more of the Verster on the frequencies. That was his first show. Yeah, he's been on before. Maybe Lennon should listen to more of our shows. It's a pretty good show. You should listen, Lennon. (laughs) It's great that the audio editor doesn't (laughs) listen to the show. I wonder what kind of quality control we're getting off of this. (laughs) He continues... People who use voice packs continually talk to people in their rooms whilst on, he says whilst, on VOIP chat without muting their mic should be stuffed into a launch tube and fired into the sun. Seems a bit harsh to me. It takes seconds to set up a key binding to mute, unmute a mic on Discord or TeamSpeak or whatever, and helps to keep the airwaves clear for those who need to actually communicate with people on VOIP. Uh, I gotta interject that if you mute the mic, you're not voicing a pack either. Well, he means mute the voice control or mute the you mute the mic while you do your command real quick. There is a way to do that. You totally can do that. Yeah, I should do that. Honestly, yeah, he called you called me out. He's right. I even said last time, last time when I did that, I really shouldn't do that. It's just something I hadn't thought about. I really only fly with you guys, and nobody's complained yet. Yeah, I mean, you really, Henry. We should drop your pod. We really, absolutely should. But but Lennon has also helpful helpfully. Uh, written a, a brief sketch to illustrate the dangers of, of not muting your mic during that. So I'd like to set the scene in a combat environment in which Kin Shadow and Jeff are attempting to fly a mission or something. So 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 Mikey, we need a little the, the little uh, harp uh, dream sequence thing to go here. Hey, there's a Dirty. guy. Deploy hard point. Hi, there's a guy. There's Dirty. a guy's comp. Shields up. Being right, he's Dirty. right. Target closest enemy. Help, he's moved to. Dirty, next target. He's on my. Dirty, next target. Oh, dude, you died? Why didn't you say something? All right. So good job. Thanks. Okay. Please continue, Henry. Lennon couldn't seem to stop writing, so he continues. (laughs) All those in favor of having Werchill write the scripts for every script for the rest of Guard Frequency's run, raise his hand. Anyway, on to the community questions. Tractor beams? Probably good for playing a long-range game to catch up with people who've been stuffed into launch tubes and fired towards the sun. Maybe Shiv can use it for pulling people's leg? And please, Chili Heat Wave is the only way forward. I'm not sure what that means. Is that a British uh, thing? from last week? Is he, no. is he getting dementia or something? Is he gone? No, 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 no. This is, the, this is the, uh, the other community question that was asked last week, but not included in the recap, which was Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese. 
And he goes for chili heat wave. When it was coming what a up. Brit. Chili what the hell heat is wave. a chili heat wave? <laughs> I think it's a British thing it before. It's a British Maybe it's some flavor? kind of biscuit cookie. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You eat it with your like fish and chips. chips do they have over there? Godless land of chili heat waves? I gotta tell you something I'm waiting to hear about. I, uh, I I did a couple of those Tilly shirts for Star Trek Online to some contest winners, and one of them goes to our friend Chris Keen, and I don't think he listens to Guard Frequency, so I can say. But I met Chris uh, like two years ago in Vegas, and we spent a lot of time talking about different foods and how weird it was being over here and seeing all the American food. So when I packed up his prize from Star Trek Online, I stuffed like cookies and stuff that you can't get in Britain like American weird food that he had <laughs> laughed about I stuffed it full of that and sent it off to him I'm waiting to hear if he uh tell me it's like nutter butters and stuff tell me you <laughs> things he was he goes tell me you said butter. Him. what's a nutter butter <laughs> Nuts and butter. Uh, nutter butters are delicious. <laughs> Chris Keen he is, is the, the man. man. And then Chris I saw you won that contest. Chris I thought it was Keen the coolest awesome. thing. I was glad he got one of those shirts. I just, I just hope, I just hope that you sent him a box of macaroni and cheese. No, I think, I think, actually, what I think she put in there was just tons of nutter butters. Do they not have <laughs> macaroni and cheese in Britain? No, they do, but it's in no. cans. They, it's in you, cans. It's in cans. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony sent Lennon a box. A macaroni like a and cheese. Big box. A box. I went to Sam's Club. <laughs> it was it was the oddest thing. And for like four or five shows, we were saying, "Did you get it yet?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a saga. The macaroni. So so, I think it's worth it. We're gonna go at. I mean, it's this is this is pretty good radio. So uh, we we had this big discussion of macaroni and cheese. How they can only get it in cans in Great Britain. Lennon lived in Canada for a while where they had, quote, craft dinner, which mm-hmm. in America, as we all know, is macaroni and cheese. And he really missed it. So I got went to Sam's Club and got like the, the did you 12 get him, pack, Did you get him some pack. fancy ketchup for his craft dinner? I did not get him Dijon ketchup for his craft dinner. I did not. <laughs> so, bare naked ladies reference. We're hitting all the highlights today, kids. So um, we're uh, uh, so I sent him this, this, this box of macaroni and cheese along with uh, some other stuff. I think it was a T-shirt and a patch or something. So big box, went through customs the whole bit, filled all the forms. It was gone. Like, it just disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, the Royal Mail... Le- sent Lennon a letter to tell him that they couldn't find his address. What? Now just stop and think about that for just yeah. a second. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, so I mean, but but the package was just disappeared, and, and we're like scratch our heads, like, well, clearly they know where you are because they got a letter to you, but they can't get their box. To you. We were pretty you convinced yeah. that the macaroni and cheese was nicked. I'm using the Britishism there. It was nicked by the postal inspectors because if you can't get, get good macaroni yeah. and cheese. Can't get good macaroni and cheese in so Great Britain. you think somebody saw that and was like, oh, hell no, that's not getting where it's going. That <laughs> that's, is going home right. with me today, It's buddy. going home with me. Hey, Eventually he he's did. telling his buddies, you didn't see me take this and you can all have a plate. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually so got it. I figured he out back then it. that uh, if I was going to go travel over there, I was going to take a suitcase full of... Of craft dinner and use it as currency. You probably could. <laughs> With Brexit coming, you definitely could. You definitely could do that. Yeah. That's a thing that will be that will be valuable. We yeah, should definitely craft dinner or toilet paper or <laughs> yeah. fresh fruit. Really, anything Batteries. at all. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have toilet paper over there. They won't no, after they, Brexit. They use the three. They have all sorts Brexit, of trade problems. What the hell are you talking about? They use the three leaves. They do. <laughs> The three leaves. <laughs> the th- three seashells. Go to the three seashells. Yeah. Well, now that we're completely off the rails, Silver Wolf writes in. 
says, as mentioned, Squadron 42 was the initial project. Star Citizen was the stretch goal. And CI themselves have stated that they're focusing on its launch. So, Tony, it's not like it's some huge conspiracy that you're uncovering. It's expected behavior. Tony, I was inspired by you, sir, to take apart the Star Citizen roadmap and create my spreadsheet analyzing Squadron 42 and Star Citizen roadmaps for 2019, Cortec, Gameplay, and AI, and turns out hashtag Tony's wrong. While the focus on Squadron 42 development has rightly been increased from previous, Star Citizen has by no means been forgotten. And uh, I'm cutting this for time, but he provides some analysis and explanation. I'm going to condense that here. Basically, he made an analysis where each entry into the roadmap was considered one item. And as he went through the whole thing, the short version is is that for 2019, Squadron 42 had 57.08% of the items, and Star Citizen had 55.03% of the items. That's the upshot of his of his analysis. But that's more than 100%, he, and you can't have anything more than I, I'll explain that in just a second. He, he had a reason. I'll explain it in a second. Uh, but, but he continues, uh, as this week's community questions, unusual tractor usage while well, snagging, snagging grappling ships for hostile repossession purposes isn't really unusual, but that wasn't mentioned. Could also be used to assist in salvage and mining operations to, say, drag a potentially extremely valuable piece located in a hostile environment to a more friendly area for processing. Perhaps a vehicle dropship, load some tumbrils or novas on an Idris in the hangar bay and use the SRV to pick them up and drop them into the combat zone instead of trying to land the Idris. And always, Cool Ranch, is nacho cheese even an option? Smiley face. So... He got to the 57.08 and the 55.03 for the same reason that I discussed last week. There's overlap. So, you know, that 12% that you get over the over there is uh, basically due to overlap. Uh, and so it, it appeared to me the way he did his analysis, so there's a lot less overlap between the two. I shaded more towards there being more overlap. Still, Star Citizen, it took a little bit of 2% backseat to Squadron 42, even in his analysis. And depending on how you look at the overlap things, like I said, in all the overlap scenarios, Squadron got it first, Star Citizen gets it next. So I, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here a little bit, I think. But that's my that's why I love doing this, and so and that's what I did. So Silver Wolf, please continue to split hairs because we that's that's what our entire show runs on these days. Yeah, I mean, Tony went on a, like a twenty-minute screed about how they mislabeled them. So, was it a screed or was it a rant or was it what was the other thing? What was the was other? It what a was, it a was your mouth open? Was noise coming out? It was probably a screed. Screed. What was the, what was the <laughs> other? What was the other thing that was that was uh, that uh, one of our listeners called it? it was a, there was one said screed. Oh, what was the other thing? Ah, I forget. Anyway, Sermon. Bad radio. Anyway, no. Hey, so 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 to go on to the other subject that. Um, Silverworth talks about here um, for the CQ. So they actually had a bunch of clarifications on the uh, SRV's capabilities this week. Um, they talked about how um, so you can do you can grab ships you know that are landed and toss them around. Um, but if the shields are up on a ship, then the tractor beam doesn't work nearly as efficiently. So you can't really just you can't a ship you would normally be able to pick up you can't pick up if it has its shields up. So one of the recommendations from the developers was you can turn off your ship, but leave it leaves the shields powered if you're if you're if you're going to go and come back to it. Um, similarly, they they talk about um, how big the ships you can pick up with the SRV, and then how how many sh- and then you you want to use other ships in order to uh, 
potentially get other bigger ships to go. Like it's meant to pick up a, a, an empty cutlass from pretty much any 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 gravity or in space or whatever. But if you load that cutlass up, you may have problems if the gravity is too high. If you can you can you can tow an empty constellation through space, but if it has too much cargo, you might run into problems. Things like that. So that's they they go into some other details for that. They did talk about it can pick up a um, a tumbrel or a um, a nova tank and uh, you know drop it on the on a carrier deck on a kraken, you know, or it can tow the tank behind it and and the tank can operate in space and fire while you're towing the tank. He said those are all per. Uh, perfectly uh, rational things to do. He says that he'll... Rational? Uh, possible. Possible, okay. I mean, yeah. it's something you can do in... You I'm know, not If you thought about a tractor tank. beam in real life, you think, okay, I could do that, right? That I think that's what they're kind of trying to go for. They but, said they might disable picking up people because there's some gameplay, ex- gameplay exploits might go a little too hard for that, especially since they want to be able to pick up areas. So if you have, like, a bunch of small crates in a stack the intention and they haven't figured out the, t- the technical details on, on on groups of objects yet but the intention is you pick up a whole group of small crates when you tractor you know which makes sense but you know if you have a bunch of people standing in a group then that could be dicey you know grabbing a whole group of people and tractoring them away um That's you can also green bring- men do to you late at night in your cabin in the woods they just shoot the tractor beam through your bedroom window and you just yank you out up to the up to the spaceship for yeah. the for the for the pod dropping. Exactly. That's when you drop your pod. So 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 anyway, if you want if you want if you want more information on on the on which which pods Argos can pick up, uh, check out the RTV for this week. Where Chill writes in and, and says, Thanks for the show. Nacho G's Doritos dipped in salsa are pretty great. With all the focus on mismatched roadmap labels. It's gone unnoticed that the bubble is literally burning due to bugs in Elite. If you are, if you need something SC-related to gripe about, take a look at the ship progress over the last few updates. There's a clog in the pipeline, and it it looks like the 300 series re- rework may be bumped again. Yeah, I just noticed that too. They're they, they're not making a bunch of progress on the 300 side. They did men- men- mention the 315P is still scheduled to get a tractor beam. Um, in the last RTV, but uh, it looks like only the base 300 is is getting anywhere near completion for a 3.5 at the moment. All of the, the variants may get pushed. And the Banu Defender is not anywhere near completion either. Shiv will be furious. He'll get a, probably a base one to look at. To look at? Oh, poor guy. Money Auto writes in and says, I'm I'm late to the party on this one. Space legs, or the lack thereof of them, are precisely the reason I've never tried Elite Dangerous. Back in the day when I was playing and enjoying Freelancer, I told my buddy, this is a great game. I only wish I could play it as a person instead of a ship. I still feel that way. I want to interface with the world as a character, a person. If I can't do that, I can't really fall into a setting. Cheers. I get it. I, I I feel that way too. That's why you need VR for Elite because you're you're playing in a ship. You're not playing as the ship. And when you're playing in Elite, you do have that avatar but, yourself. But see great. that that's a wrong approach because v- no, it's just different. And it, it sometimes people don't want to move on to something that's new and cool. No, people Tony just, has VR now. And yeah, but some people sometimes week. people can't afford the cool <laughs> new toys. You know. They got other, it's true. 
This this I got my I got, I just now got one and I got it on sale and so I've decided I'd give it a shot. On sale I'll for probably hate it. Would you would you care to elaborate what on sale was? Three hundred. That's that's so, still too expensive. I wouldn't have bought this. This is a gift. It is yeah, too it, expensive. Like five it, was eight hundred yeah, bucks when I got it, and that's crazy. Yeah, uh, the, the, even three hundred was was. Uh, I looked at it, and it was the normal retail for the. It's the Samsung Odyssey Plus. They're the, the they say the normal retail is five hundred. It's on sale for three hundred. I had been looking at trying to get one for a while. My son is a humongous video game nerd. My daughter is is there too. She plays Roblox and Minecraft and. Uh, just all these uh, all these things it's it's this this is going to be a family toy for years i imagine but the point is is that it's 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 design if if the elite's design is to take advantage of vr and uh, cater to a very niche market that's one thing but amontillado's point is is that if it's designed from the ground up to be interfaced as a avatar as a as a character as a as a, as a person a tune if you will uh, in the in the game that uh, lends itself to a broader audience especially you know mouse keyboard uh, you know HD monitor uh, crowd and it does change the way that uh, people interact with the universe we talked about it before is it like a social zone for your for your squadron carriers maybe is coming I bet it's coming. Um, uh, whether or not it's a full space leg situation where you can get missions and and you know repair your ship and and go to the observation window, that remains to be seen. Will it ever be a first person shooter? I kind of doubt it. The, the real the real question for space legs though is can you get out, go in a station, and drop your pod? I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming, and I let it happen. Did you? Did you? Did I, did I just let it happen. That's gonna happen. I let it happen. I wonder, I wonder how you did that. Was gonna creator of myths writes in ha smile emoji and I thought I'd achieve the correct intended tone and rhythm by recording it as a voice message if I'm not mistaken your audio wizards have cut out pauses and or fiddled with the quindar tones upside down emoji I see the time on air is precious in space anyway thanks for including me thumbs up emoji it's an honor for a commander to get on the guard frequency in radio emoji so a lot of emoji a lot of emotion a lot of emojis in there our audio lovely. editors like to to, to 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 like to give a heavy hand on the on the time scale. We were we you know I'm gonna say that our our the standard for many episodes, many of our nearly 250 episodes was keep it under an hour. We have I'm gonna go ahead and say ignored that standard for quite a long time, and our audio purpose. editors not on purpose. I mean it's 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 a negligent ignoring. It's not a brazen blow right past it ignoring this we're going to get close on this one we're going to try to keep it to an hour on this one but but the the the, the clock nazi um uh instinct is strong and so they do cut where they can so but but it was great to hear from you crea- uh, commander creator of miss and uh your your feedback was of course well appreciated and the uh, creativity was excellent so we appreciate that as well keep writing and or Recording in. Pringle writes in and says, The perspective which allows anyone to state that critical opinions differing from their own necessarily, quote unquote, make for not good radio is distressing. Star Citizen Gaming and the world all needs less of this type of intolerance. 
speaking as the person with critical opinions, I agree. I'm not sure I got that one. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure what he means there. Did we do that at some point? Well, yeah. Well, th- th- it was. Uh, this is in response to another listener's feedback. But may- but maybe Shiv's response to this feedback might clear things up a little bit. Shiv says, "I don't think anyone is suggesting that any given host, cough cough Tony, can't have a critical opinion." The problem is it's always a negative opinion so much that I don't I typically don't even post Star Citizen stuff in the staff chat anymore because I know Tony will just colon underscore pod underscore drop underscore colon all over it instead of finding one iota of good in whatever it is, even when it's just clothing art that doesn't even look like destiny. As for tractor beams, I want to go to an asteroid belt and toss as many as I can at Alisar just to see what happens. So the idea is that uh, I still think people complaining about stuff makes good radio. And we're doing it 250 episodes in, and we're still doing it. It doesn't make it okay, Tony. I think it does. In I, other I, news, I, I, Tony I, I, is a I dick. I disagree. <laughs> in other news, Tony's a dick. You know, I, I got to say that after nearly 250 episodes of doing this, I think we have a great podcast because we can be objective in our in our criticism. I think we we can't be all uh, you know unicorns and light beams on these games that we're reviewing and hoping to play someday because we really love the genre, and I hope our listeners understand that that we ask the questions, we critique simply because we don't know, we want to know, and I think that it's uh, incumbent upon us to to try to be as good journalists as. Uh, you know, as fair as possible. And sometimes it, it just sounds like we're just so negative all the time. And that's really not the case. And except in Tony's case, but <laughs> well, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. I, I, know, because I was teasing you. I was poking you at the end. Be- no, 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 that's fine. But I have, but I will compliment cloud Imperium when they deserve it, because I will point to their, uh, their end of year, like announcement things with all the financial stuff. That was a slick rollout. They like were very well prepared, and it was it, the the tone was right, and they had things to back it up, and they had a media blitz about it, and the social and the PR stuff, and the whole. Thing. I mean, it was it was it was well done, and so I mean, I would, when would they get credit when credits due, I'm not I'm not shy, but all the other things I I think that they're doing wrong, I'm certainly going to say they're doing wrong. Ken from Chicago tweets at us and says. Well, well, Kinjaro, I see the gameplay system that in Kinetic Impulsor is really missing. Hashtag, this explains everything. And the linky post says, Star Citizen Weekly News, Sneak Pete's and Law System. The Law System. Wah, 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 wah. Nacho Cheese, Hashtag Doritos is life. <laughs> thumbs up emoji, thumbs up emoji, thumbs up emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. Cool Ranch, question mark, hashtag kill it with fire. Thumbs down emoji, angry emoji. You're a smart man. Nacho cheese Doritos for the win. Nah, it's still got to be the Cool Ranch. Sorry, it's just the way it is. I just shove a ball in my mouth and just let God sort them out in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably smart. Probably smart. Well, and I I remember back in the day, one of the, and he's not wrong, because one of the earliest things I thought was cool was that there was going to be some kind of player-run judicial system that was supposed to, like, you know, arbitrate disputes and things like that. I'm still yeah. waiting for what that's supposed to be like. Yeah, so. it's, I think it's mostly for, for orbs and stuff. But, yeah, they haven't really elaborated too much on it since they announced it. 
Yeah, that was not the subject of last week's ATV. It was something else. But uh, I think that's a truncated. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 there's a little yeah. There was a little, yeah, something was lost in the uh, summarizing process. There are some features color. though with 3.5 with regards to like uh, crime and punishment, right? Crime like and punishment. Your, yeah, crime the the, um, the AIs will now respond to cr- to to crimes more appropriately and like uh, crimes on planets and stuff like that. They'll spawn in and come and try and kill people and whatnot. No new Patreon this week and no random winner. But Tony has something to say. This week's community question. Any trouble with the background simulation you want to share? Are you planning a trip to the Galactic Center now that there's a gas station built? And otherwise, how is the show? Do we need to check our background for bugs or is it totally fine? Just fine for everything to be on fire. Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 249 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 250 on March 5th, 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank our entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist and master web slinger, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey Lennon and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for listening out there. If no one's tuning in, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. This is Tony, intro, sync one. This is Jeff, intro, sync two. This is Ken Shadow, pod drop, sync three. Done count. And intro in three, two. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not dropping any pods on Friday nights, you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central. I can't even do it. Jesus Christ. You can't even do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. (laughs) And if you're not dropping any pods on Friday nights, you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central. And as we record Guard Frequency Live. No, no, no. Damn it. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the big Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. <laughs> I say that line every week. All I did was give it a little punch. You know, <laughs> cre- These guys are all punch drunk tonight. <laughs> Swear. Up for you. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and don't forget about our sister productions, Pod One and Heroes Rise. You have to say the right name. Ah, oh, damn it. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get on to dropping some pods. What we, Jesus, I can't do it all in straight face. You can, that was good. That you was just good. Cracked. You, just you just broke. You just broke. Don't I break. I just broke. I broke. I'm a fragile human being. It's like porcelain over here. Mm. <clears throat> and more ways than one. That was right. a subtle. That was subtle. It was. That was good. Mm. I like that. All right. <clears throat> Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor puts on a pair of brown shorts and drops some pods. (laughs) 
That one you really got to do it like it's red because that's that's too much. <laughs> no, no. But it was so good. Put some brown shirts. <laughs> oh, come on. That's why. That's why. It, that's why it feels. It feels forced. It feels. Oh, okay. It feels like you're pushing too hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with two Thor. With two thuds, with two thuds, more pods. <clears throat> they were dropping pods. They're working on it. Now, 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 now. <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. I think it's a little lazy that he reused a joke from ATV. Did he really? That's like, that's the, all systems are go is the name of like AT, uh, the ATV episode. To be too, fair, so. it's the easiest joke to make right now. About a like Star Citizen, obvious. It's like obvious. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, yeah. It is the low hanging fruit. And if there's anything this show stands for, it's picking the low hanging fruit. We should really check this joke out, huh? Uh, I think that joke dropped the pod. It did. It did. <laughs> we should change the end of the show to if no one's listening, four guys talking on the internet every Friday is kind of pathetic. <laughs> we don't want to restate the obvious. That's not good radio. All right, so let's drop this podcast. Put the you said the, let's leave the, the joke alone, and now you're hogging all the pod jokes. It's one more in the can. <laughs> you wanted to flush the pod jokes. You said drop the pod and flush uh, them. Uh, it's true. It's true. It's true. And, and, and as Ken we're, said, we're still doing it. You're just swimming in the pod jokes. Well, as Ken Shadow said, there's one more in the can, so we're done. All right, so hit the stop. <laughs> hit stop. Was that podly sufficient for you?